0: At the end of 40 years in the wilderness, the people came to the brink of the promised land. That is the setting for the book of Deuteronomy. Moses will not be going with the people into the land of milk and honey. He is the leader of the old Israel, and he is the bringer of the law. He will fall short of God's holy habitation. It will be Joshua, whose name means Jesus, who will bring the new Israel into their promised rest. But before he dies, Moses preaches to the people, and the book of Deuteronomy consists of his sermons. He tells this new generation where they've come from and what God has called them to. In this very famous passage from Deuteronomy chapter 8, we get a wonderful insight into the reasons for their wilderness wanderings. As we've seen before, we too are a wilderness people. We too have been saved out of slavery and we await our entrance into the promised rest. So what is the Lord doing in our wilderness time? As Moses looks back on Israel's experience, he will tell us the reasons behind our wilderness years. Listen to Deuteronomy chapter 8 from verse 2. Moses says, "'Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these forty years.'" To get these verbs, to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord." These are such precious words. Let's let's consider those verbs uh, that Moses gives us in those two verses. First of all, it is the Lord your God who led you. The first verb, led. We must remember that the Lord is still guiding His people. Though He judged them for their unbelief, He did not abandon them. Even under the Lord's chastening and discipline, the people still have His presence. He still leads them. They need to know that. Secondly, not only does the Lord our God lead us, He humbles us. That's the second verb. The Lord your God humbled you. This verb is repeated in verse 2 and verse 3 of chapter 8. It's not pleasant to be humbled. It's a word that can sometimes be translated as afflicted. Sometimes it's associated with bruising, with violation, with oppression, with bringing calamity upon someone. And here the Bible says that the Lord leads us through the wilderness to humble us. This will be painful. So why will He put us through this? Well, thirdly, He doesn't just lead or humble us. Thirdly, the Lord our God wants to know what is in our hearts. The Lord wants a heart-to-heart with us. And a wilderness is a place where our hearts are revealed. Of course, what comes out is not usually very nice. But as they say, better out than in. Fourthly, the Lord our God causes us to hunger. That's our fourth verb, caused to hunger. This is a fearful truth. The Lord causes his people to hunger. This is what wilderness times are for. You know, we naturally crave certain satisfactions. We, de- we demand to be full of certain joys. We refuse to feel empty. But we have a Lord who causes us to hunger. Sometimes he starves us, even of necessities. Bread is a necessity. Nonetheless, sometimes he will starve us. Why? Well, the final two verbs provide the answer The Lord your God feeds you. The Lord your God feeds you. The Lord's ultimate will is not to famish you, but to feed you. He only starves us in order to provide us with something even better. In this case, it's manna bread not baked with human hands, the bread of angels. This bread, of course, finds its fulfillment in Jesus, who calls himself the true bread of life. So when we are weaned off the junk food of this world, Christ will satisfy our souls all the more. And then finally, the final verb, the Lord your God teaches you. Teach. Here is the original school of hard knocks. But it's a deep knowledge. It's the kind of knowledge you only get in a howling wilderness. The people are to know that there are more basic necessities than bread for the starving. We need the Lord more than we need food, and the wilderness time schools us in that truth. In the wilderness, humbled and hungry, every word from the mouth of the Lord becomes precious because we don't really have anything else. We're not in Egypt anymore. We don't have those securities. Everything now is about dependence. We depend on daily bread, daily water, daily guidance. All we have is the Lord Jesus who is with us. All we have is His promise of a future. And so Moses concludes this section with verse 5. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. In our wilderness time, we must realize that God is our Father. He has not abandoned us. The wilderness is not the sign that He doesn't love you. It's the sign He does love you. And it's the opportunity to discover just how precious His Son, the living bread, really is. Today, meditate on these verbs. Go back to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Read through those verses, verses 2 and 3, and consider how these verbs apply to your own wilderness time. In the wilderness, you are led Humbled, you are known, you are caused to hunger, and then you are fed and finally taught about the true bread. How is He sustaining you today through this wilderness? <music>